You're listening to an Imagine More podcast. The presentation you're about to hear was recorded as part of the 2021 Get That Good Life Conference. Hi, my name is Gus. I am here to interview Chloe and Jody Reed. Chloe is 21 years old. She lives in Canberra. Chloe really likes fashion and design, and she is great at sewing. Chloe used this interviews and skills in her almost cool business. And Jody is Chloe's mom. She thinks inversion is very important. She's pleased that everyone is a talent that can learn to mean fools well. And today we will hear how Chloe starts her own business by forming the interest and talent in fashion. And I hope you enjoy listening to Chloe's story. Hi, my name is Chloe. Hi, I'm the dog owner. I am a gamer. I'm a royal traveler. I am a netball player. I'm graduated from college. I am a business attorney. I am Mrs. Coffee's closet. I make scrunchies and I love my pillows. I love so I am making money. Hi everyone, I'm Jody, and this is Chloe and we're coming to you from Canberra in Ngunnawal country. We work in um, the small business workshop where Chloe works in Mrs. Clompy's closet, which is one of our downstairs rooms in our house. The first thing that I should tell you is that when Chloe was at school, we went to a number of presentations from Imagine More about micro businesses and he a few years ago, you had told me that Chloe would be running a successful business of her own. I would have told you there was no chance that we were going to do that. While I love the idea of doing micro business, I already had a busy job of my own. We had a really busy family life. We had no experience of running a small business and we had no spare money to spend on lots of complicated equipment, vehicles, premises. And that's what I sort of an enterprise or a small business was. So today I'm going to tell you a little bit of how we from there to here and how other people could do things that we've done too. Chloe went to our local high school and college and at high school she fired some possible careers that she was interested in in childcare and retail. In line with this, while she was at school, she did a range of work experience opportunities. 
She did a teacher's assistant role in a year one classroom. She stocked shelves at Cold. She worked in a childcare center and she worked at Target. After college, Chloe also did a four month unpaid traineeship with a graphic design for a local uniform manufacturer. These were really useful opportunities for us to identify what Chloe liked and what she didn't, what she could do independently and what she needed help with, where she might want to work and where she might not want to work. So she discovered things like she didn't really like childcare because she didn't like runny noses or dirty nappies. So we wrote that out really early on. But rather than seeing that as a failure, we saw this as a strength as we could narrow down some different opportunities. We had some great plans for 2020 and, well, then 2020 happened and lots of businesses and potential opportunities closed. And for looking for a job in retail, which is what Chloe was really hoping, that just really wasn't going to happen. Chloe started competing for jobs with people that had lots of previous experience and social distancing started to make it really difficult for her to have a job coach in a work setting. So we decided we needed to think about something different. One of the things that I had to need to do in 2020 was lots of time to read and think. And I read this book, which is The Barefoot Investor for Family. Now, this is a book that talks a lot about typical work opportunities for typical children and young people in typical families. It wasn't in the realm of disability at all. But one of the things that the writer Scott Pates talks about is encouraging your children to to develop work skills even before they're old enough to have a proper job. It's typical life opportunities for developing work skills when they're young. It might be walking a neighbor's dog. It might be feeding a neighbor's cat while they're on holiday. Maybe babysitting for a friend. And I started to realize that these were typical early working experiences Chloe hadn't had. So we started to think interest and what kind of work or business that she might be able to develop in a 2020 COVID world. I'd also started to realize that we were thinking way too big about microenterprise and that this didn't have to be a business that would be a full-time position for the rest of Chloe's life, that this might be just something that would give her an opportunity to learn some new skills, to do something really purposeful and productive while she was waiting for COVID to end, and also some time to have a bit of fun and earn money. So one of the things that the Bethard Invest talks about in his book is encouraging people to try finding things at home that their children could sell. Chloe's an avid collector and she had lots of collections that were here at home that she had outgrown. She had lots of dolls and toys and things like that that she really didn't use anymore. So she opened an account date, she took some photos, advertised her dolls, and she sold them. She sold them online. She really enjoyed that process and she especially enjoyed earning the money. Now, one of Chloe's other hobbies is gaming. One of the things that I were in identifying some of her interests and skills though is my son has an interest in gaming, 
It's completely competitive. It's going on quests. It's competing with other players. That's not Chloe's interest in gaming at all. She loves creating characters, designing collections of clothes and outfits, and she also enjoys collecting items and trading them with other players online. So that gave me an idea again that she was interested in design, collection, fashion, and in trading and selling online. So then I thought, well, perhaps Claude could make something that she could sell online. But what would that be? Chloe had textiles in high school and at college. She'd done sewing as an elective. She'd learnt to use a sewing machine and she'd made small items. And it was from here that she'd come to really um, enjoy sewing. At the market at college, she designed, screen printed, hand sewn and sold Christmas stockings. Now, this was July when we were thinking about starting this business. So there wasn't a huge market for Christmas stockings. But I did think that maybe there were some other small items that she could make and sell. So as part of developing her business, we also developed some principles or guidelines around the business, what we wanted it to be and what we didn't want it to be. So the business is Chloe's business. It's registered in her name and the business name is Mrs. Clonky's Closet. She makes the choices about what she makes and she makes the choices about what she doesn't make for the business. She does the sewing. So we needed to have items that she could learn to make and make independently. We decided that we wanted to have items that were saleable and relatively inexpensive so that she could mail them to people. And we also wanted the business to be something, it would be a valued role where Chloe would be the business owner, but that she would be selling something that people saw were items of value, not something that was a charity. So we decided on two items to make it served, hair scrunchies and lavender pillow. Did the hair scrunchies come first? The hair, they did. The hair scrunchies came first. We employed a business assistant to support Chloe with some aspects of the sewing and they developed a sewing pattern and a design for both items. We established Facebook and Instagram accounts, and we thought that we'd start an Etsy account way back then. This is about 18 months ago. But then the business took an interesting turn. I spoke to a guy at work who said, could you make scrunchies in my daughter's soccer club colours? This was red and blue. And that's when we found that there was a niche in the market. There were lots of people making hair scrunchies in one colour or in patterns, but no one was making team-coloured scrunchies. So Chloe made 20 team-coloured scrunchies, red and blue scrunchies, for this girl's soccer team. We posted a photo on her Facebook page and didn't think too much about it at that time. Then we realised that whilst Chloe isn't a very sporty person, her little brother is. And lots of our family, friends and associates and pages we follow and Facebook and things are for different local soccer sporting teams. And so several other parents and teams saw that post. And we got a few other teams that asked if Chloe could make scrunchies for their teams too. So eventually we'd found a gap in the market. So suddenly she'd made one team colour then two, then three, then more. 
And well, in about 14 months that Chloe's been running her business, she's now sold around 1,100 scrunchies, over a 1,000 that have been to sports teams alone. We've also been able to keep true to our vision of a valued role. One of Chloe's customers, she was approached by Canberra United, who are the uh, women's A-League soccer team here in Canberra. They approached her to provide scrunchies to sell at the merchandise stand at the Canberra United home games and also on the Canberra United merchandise online website. She sold a number and the first set that she provided to them, they sold out at the very first game. She's also been asked to and just finished another order for them for the next season that's starting in December. So again, that was a valued team here in our local community. Clovey was also approached by the Australian Futsal Association to provide scrunchies in a whole range of state and territory colours, which were sold at the National Futsal Championships in Sydney at Easter. Again, our local primary school heard about Chloe's scratchies and asked if they could advertise them in their school newsletter and about 40 students bought scrunchies in their house colours, which they all wore at their school swimming and athletics carnivals. One of the other nice uh, customers that Chloe's had, because it hasn't all been scratchies and lavender pillows, she was approached by the ACT Law Court an order of lanyards, about 200 of them, that they broken It did. It was hard work for the sewing machine, but they had ordered some lanyards for their staff, but when they had been delivered, they needed some alterations. So they asked Chloe if she could alter 200 lanyards, and so now they're worn by staff at the ACT Law Courts. Now, one of the most important things we've learned over the past year is to keep the purpose and uh, intention of the business priority. It hasn't been our intention to build a multi-million dollar company. It's Chloe's business, so it needed to be a style and size that works from her. Chloe gets a bit flustered if we have bought guaranteed with the sports branches if we get too many orders at once. So if that happens, she gets stressed. And the level of independence she has in making her scrunchies goes down. She has a business assistant who helps her two mornings a week with the the scrunchies. And she's still also interested in getting a job in retail. And Chloe's been also going to a sewing class once a week to further improve her independence and her sewing skills. Here to from now, well, we have just opened Chloe's Etsy online shop with that's just got live overnight and Chloe got her first order. So that's really exciting. She's also had her first experience just before we went back into our second lockdown. She had a market, a stall at a market day here in Braddon. And that was really exciting to have a market at the suitcase rummage with a whole lot of eclectic handmade stall holders all selling all sorts of different things that were handmade and very much lots of young, vibrant artisans from our local community. The other thing that we wanted to give you a, a quick heads up is that on the, uh, on the Etsy site, Chloe's just about to release some Christmas scrunchies. 
So they've got four different special colours that she's about to re- release. They sell out quickly. I will warn you. Last year, we, last year, yeah, they sold right. out. Oh, they, the red one. The red one. Yep. They sold out really quickly. And uh, we'd encourage you if you're interested. She also has a range of all other different sort of fun summer colours that are on there for people that are interested. Just don't buy the wallet store ever. Yep, she's still got some more watermelon-coloured ones that she's working on at the moment. So thanks very much. But, yeah, we'd certainly encourage you to look at it. This is a part-time job for Chloe. Thank you so much for joining us and telling us your story. It's wonderful. I was excited to hear that the suitcase rummage went well because I remember when you were planning for that. Let's get Halloween's quantities of properties. A bit like so slow with the Halloween scrunchies orders. Yes, Chloe. Oh, you had some Halloween scrunchies. Oh, they're probably already inside out, are they? No. Not yet. (laughs) But I love how the the story you highlighted, you know, the importance of of keeping it about Chloe and keeping her at the centre, which is a theme that's been through, I think, nearly every presentation we've had so far in this conference and, and making sure that aligns with what works for Chloe and that she's well supported in that business. Unfortunately, we've run out of time. We don't even have any time for some questions, but thank you so much, Chloe. You've been listening to an Imagine More podcast. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to review us and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and go to imaginemore.org.au for more great content.